Yeah, I don't know. Should we get started? I, I, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't right. do. You know, as, as is uh, accustomed, I didn't do really any kind of research. I just sort of watched the race, and I've been. It's all right. Uh, reading stuff since then. So yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Guys, welcome back to. I I don't know if we're still calling it 107% F1 show. We were going to change it uh, because of that. Uh, the guy on Twitter and uh, the, the idea was at least the main one I came up with was we were going to call it chaos F1. And I think that name is probably apt for what we just saw today. It works for me. It was a hell of a race. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, it really was. I mean, the, the whole weekend was just super interesting, you know, in the, uh, you know, from practice where it's like, okay, is anybody holding back? You know, how much of what we're seeing is real Uh, and then qualifying. And then finally to the race itself where it was just, uh, just madness. (laughs) But, but you know, but, but not, you know, not like disorganized mess or anything like that. Just the, the, uh, the good kind of chaos, I think is, uh, is what we got from, from the first weekend of the 2022 F1 season. Yeah. I think there were a couple of teams that pretty much ended up where everybody expected them to. And then there were quite a few teams that, um, surprised everyone. So, um, I guess Mercedes wasn't really lying <laughs> this year for the first time when they said they weren't sandbagging. No. And, I, I had said to somebody that I will believe that Mercedes doesn't have a good car when I see them, you know, like sixth and seventh on merit. And that was most of the day today was, you know, fifth and sixth was, you know, pretty much about where they could get to. I, I still, yeah. I think Mercedes will be relieved with the result but they cannot be happy with the performance of their car. Right. Um, although I think they kind of expected it to be around there. I mean, they had been stating yeah. that Ferrari and Red Bull um, definitely it, look better than them. Oh, for sure. It, it, now it, it, it certainly could have been worse for Mercedes. You know, <laughs> they, I mean, again, you know, with, with the results, yeah, they, you know, they finished third and fourth, which was great for them, but in race pace, they were still, a full second off Ferrari and Red Bull and yeah, Mercedes will get it. Well, I I don't want to go too much into, into that. We can, we can talk about that stuff after we'll talk about Mm -hmm. the race. Um, So Charles Leclerc put the car on pole and what there was like half a 10th in it between the top three. So we thought that we were going to get something really good. And for the beginning of the race, uh, Max and uh, and Charles Leclerc going uh, going at it for first place. It was. It, it seems that this new uh, aero package has developed. You know, ha- has delivered the kind of racing that that we hoped that it would. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I've ever I've seen um, car two cars going at it for three four laps in a row where it legitimately looked like it wasn't super difficult to follow. Like I think Verstappen had DRS three or four laps in a row. Um, and then you saw it throughout the grid too, just from P1 to P20 cars, just battling the entire time, which was um, really, really good to see. I mean, I, we have had battling um, in the last few years, but it's, it's been mainly like isolated to either at the front of the grid or two or three teams in the midfield. And today it was just good to see all the cars being able to battle. 
Well, and it, you know, prior to this, you would get, yeah, you would get a battle like that, but it would be one lap and then usually yeah, a couple laps in between, you know, cause you have to fall back out to two seconds behind mm-hmm. recharge your batteries. And then you sort of had to charge up behind a guy cause you didn't want to be in that, you know, a uh, half a second to a second and a quarter kind of no man's land. Uh, right. You know, you, you couldn't just hang around there where it, it looks like guys can just get to, you know, seven, eight tenths, get into DRS range and then just hang around there and have DRS for three consecutive laps. So if that's what's going to happen throughout the season, then I, I think we're in a pretty good spot. Yeah, but the issue was in the last few years was one, they were losing downforce on their cars falling so closely behind. So um, they weren't, you know, they didn't have enough downforce to keep close behind. And if they were, they were degrading their tires like crazy, heating them up. Um, And then by the time they were ready to attack, their tires just were out of temperature range. And number two, because of all that dirty air, their engines used to overheat like crazy too. So they couldn't push consistently without uh, having their engines overheat and then either ending their race or, you know, uh, wearing down the, the engine life for the next few races. So um, it's, it's this new aero package is really helping out just across the board. It is nice that you have that, you know, because you have, I think uh, Ferrari said something like 80% of the downforce is ground effect. And, yeah. you know, so you still have the wings on the cars, which is necessary. Uh, for slow speed corners and stuff like that but when you have that ground effect it it you know it's it's clean you know so you can have the smaller kind of simpler wings that they have you know less kind of jagged angles you know like you you Mm -hmm. see the shape of the front rear wings they're all curved uh you know specifically so that the air coming off of the car is as clean as possible and then the idea is the wake at the back of the car should come off the back of the car and then just go up rather yeah. than, you know, back and out. So, you know, the FIA, you know, they did a lot of work with, uh, with Amazon AWS simulating stuff. Um, I guess they forbade the teams from doing computer simulations with more than one car, but the FIA themselves could do simulations with more than one car. So I, I wonder how they, they would even police that. I, I honestly don't know, but from so from the first time that I read it, it sounded like it was just a question of computing power, where with AWS, the FIA was able to do that stuff and, you know, run the simulation X amount of times and it would take like two hours. Mm -hmm. Whereas with the computers that the teams were using, you know, without using the power of AWS, you know, it would take full days or weeks to do the simulation that the FIA could do in a couple of hours. So, but then I read something else that sounded like they just straight up forbade them from doing it. So I don't know if it was that, or if it was really just that they physically could not, but it seems like, you know, the FIA was able to see how the cars would work together in a way that the teams would not. Yeah. So I, I don't know, but for whatever reason, it, it seems to have worked. And obviously we talked a lot about the cars on our last episode. And it's also nice to see how many different concepts there are and how different the cars all look and all that stuff. So, um, but to go back to, you know, we we're talking about uh, the, the way the racing works, I think that was probably 
part of Max's problem with Leclerc was, I guess he would get up behind him and then his brakes would overheat. And yeah. so he, re- he would don't really only get one look at him before the brakes would start to overheat. And then you have to back off. So he, he was diving from really far back too. He was working yeah. those brakes. So and, uh, yeah, the first two times when he didn't lock up too, I mean, those were just nice, nicely done moves. Yeah. And you know, there was a lot of worrying on Twitter about Max and Leclerc going into turn one side by side because <laughs> Neither of them are really renowned for, uh, you know, giving an inch. <laughs> you know, yeah. They, I mean, they they've been battling ever since carding. You know, yeah. so um, I mean, there is a video on YouTube of like twelve year old Max and Leclerc um, right. heated after a, an incident on track at a carding uh, event. Well, they, I guess they 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 raced very cleanly today. I mean, it it's probably different that you know it's not racing against Hamilton for a championship like mm. it was in the last couple of races of last season. So it's, it's the first race of the season. You're still feeling out the cars and whatnot, but yeah, no reason I thought to push that they, yeah, I, I, they, they raced hard. I thought they both raced very fairly with each other mm-hmm. left plenty of room. It's just for some reason, Max was just hung up on trying to make that, that move in the first DRS zone instead of just trying to stay close and then making the move in the second DRS zone where Leclerc just kept taking the lead back. So yeah. I don't, I don't know if it was maybe because of the way that, you know, because the Ferrari seems to have excellent uh, traction and uh, acceleration coming out of turns. So I don't know if it, that was just the way that Max thought would be his best chance if he didn't think that he could do it the other way. But I don't know. I mean, I was, I was, I was grateful for it. It was fabulous to watch. Yeah, the the only thing I would think is that the second DRS straight is much shorter, but right. Max had Max definitely had the straight line speed yeah. on um on on the Ferraris. But you're right, um the Ferraris did look like they had better cornering speed. So I'm not really sure. Maybe he wanted to get ahead um and um just try and create a gap so that Leclerc couldn't get him back um yeah. at the start of the next lap. Um I'm not really sure what his reasoning was. Um, one thing I did notice during this race is uh, Perez was sticking a lot closer to Max than he normally does. I know it's only been one race, but I wonder if that's got anything to do with the um, the, the floor of the car now, because Max is usually uh, really comfortable in oversteery cars with that high rake angle. And now since they're going back to using ground effects, the car is pretty much flat on the ground. You know, there's no steep angle at the back anymore and i wonder if the car being more understeery than the last uh era of the regulations if that's kind of been hampering him a little bit because um even signs was sticking pretty close to the back of verstappen and, and, and it didn't seem like the far the ferraris were that much faster i think max was still within like two three seconds of leclerc for most of the race um so to see that has me a little bit worried that he's not beating his teammate. I'm like I said again, it's it's only the first race, but um, usually he's finishing like thirty seconds ahead of Perez. So yeah, I, I think it was uh, before the safety car, and obviously you know they both made their pit stops. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a dozen seconds, something like that. That yeah, Max yeah. had, and you know, I guess if he was having, I don't. I don't think he was having the power. It wasn't actually a power steering issue. It was just a, 
a steering track rod that had bent when they let the car down off the jack. Apparently that was the problem he had. Ouch. Um, well, you know, the car's overweight. What do you want? <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's, that's a portly car. They drop it off the jack and bend the steering. Um, Man. But um, yeah, in, uh, even in qualifying, you know, Checo was only a sec- uh, quarter of a second off of Max. Yeah. And it's a lot closer than he's been well, and uh, for I, last year. I think it probably does. I mean, I think last season the car was an evolution of the previous year's car, which Max mm-hmm. had driven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Checo was coming from the racing point, which was that, you know, low rake uh, aero concept, which is a little bit more like what he has now. Yeah. Uh, low rake, no rake in uh, in any of these cars this season. So, yeah, I could just see where it's just, you know, I, I still don't think he's going to beat Max, but it's a car that maybe suits Checo uh, a little bit better. A little bit better. Series. And yeah. um, I gotta say, it, it's I thought the end of the race, as as bad as it was for Max, I thought that Checo's was maybe more unfair. Just because you you saw you know Max slowing down and he was on the radio and he was talking about uh, Checo the 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 rear axle either for the engine or transmission just locked up and he spun yeah. and you know so everybody's online oh you know Checo you know he spun around when Hamilton was hassling him it's like well you know the no yeah <laughs> the engine the, seized the, it literally yeah the, the the back end of the car literally seized that's yeah. that's why it was a DNF you know not yeah. why he you know didn't spin around and then finish twelfth. So, yeah. you know, I, I thought that was a little bit, you know, pe- people are being a little bit unfair to Checo. It's F1 fandom, man. Yeah, um. it, dude, it's, it's been, it's been nuts. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, so, so Ferrari won two. Uh, mm-hmm. Encouraging, I mean, for, for the season, like, I, I just, I don't want Mercedes to be bad. No, no. I'm I'm good if Mercedes like if if it's an exciting season and all that stuff and Lewis Hamilton wins his eighth championship, I'm fine with that. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see somebody else win. I'd love to see Ferrari win. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you know, but I didn't I didn't. Uh, I'll be interested to see what Signs can do with Leclerc because he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't close to to Leclerc for most of the no, race. No. Um, I think he was probably about 15 to 20 seconds behind Leclerc after about lap 15 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he qualified pretty darn close to Leclerc. I, I don't oh, know what the inside a tenth. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was a little more than half a tenth, I think, from from him to, uh, from Leclerc to Signs and then Max in the middle. Yeah. Oh, uh, it, was, it was like. 0.13 seconds. Oh, was so, it? All right, all right. Yeah, so, a little so over 10. Okay. Yeah, a little over 10. Um, yeah, he looked good in qualifying. He looked good in practice. And then come race time, I'm not sure if it, strategy had anything to do with it or maybe he just got off to a poor start. Um, he ended it pretty strong, though. It's not like yeah. it's not like they were getting too far away from him. Um, 15 seconds or so before the, the safety car came out, mm-hmm. um, Gasly safety car. Uh, it wasn't too bad. I mean, he was within the range that Perez was to Verstappen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so after that, of course, you have your Mercedes three, four Lewis Hamilton, uh, stealing a podium. Yeah. But I mean, that's like, that's, that's Mercedes. It's, you know, you don't make the big mistakes and something like that happens to Red Bull. I mean, let's face it. They were, they were fifth and sixth 
I think, on merit mm-hmm. the entire race. And Mercedes would certainly not tell you otherwise. Uh, they were fortunate to score third and fourth place points. Uh, so, I mean, I, th- I think they'll be relieved by that, but they can't be happy with what's going on with their car right now. No, I think on the plus side, both the Red Bulls, TNF, even if their their car is slow now, it's Mercedes. They're going to be able to pick up. Yeah, they'll um, figure it out from here. Yeah, uh, so it does it does give them a little bit of help that the Red Bulls didn't pick up any points today. Mm-hmm. So that that'll give them a race or two for Mercedes to be able to fix whatever the the problem is. Um, what's kind of discouraging is other than the Mercedes, uh, Mercedes powers cars <laughs> yeah. finished outside the points. Yeah, they were uh, all trash. And, and the Mercedes didn't look particularly quick either. Like uh, if you look at the speed trap to uh, feet, sp- speed trap, which is a little bit before um, the end of the DRS straight. And then at the end of the DRS straight, when they're breaking for um, the turn one, the Mercedes power unit uh, was the slowest all weekend. If it was, if it was just Mercedes having the issue, Mm-hmm. I would feel differently about it because of their right, right. Because of the problems that they're having with the arrow, it, it makes sense for the Mercedes to not be all that fast because to counter the porpoising, you have to raise the car, which means you're going to lose downforce, which means you're going to have to put more wing on the car. So the car is going to make more drag. It makes sense for the Mercedes to not be all that fast. Uh, Aston Martin, they're also having problems with porpoising. But, you know, uh, McLaren is not. McLaren has not had the same problems with porpoising as everybody else. The car is simply slow. Yeah. That's, you know, that like, and I mean, if it was, I mean, let's face it, they all have issues with porpoising to one extent or another. It's not just a, uh, a Mercedes powered team phenomena. So, you know, the fact that it's okay. Yeah. All of the Ferrari teams are up at the top and the Honda teams, you know, it plenty of poke, you know, for, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. for, uh, for the Red Bulls and the Alpha Tauris, they were making plenty of power. Uh, and then, yeah, it's just, it's all of your, all of your Mercedes teams down at the bottom of the speed charts, which is crazy. Although I actually uh, consistently the fastest uh, Mercedes powered car in the speed traps all weekend was one Alexander Albon. Yeah, in the Williams. So yeah. oh, well, I, I think that had to do with the fact that they were running less aero because of how slow the car was. Um, yeah. So I think I read somewhere that they had admitted that they were using less aero to kind of compensate for their speed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might be why they were a little bit, the Williams were a little bit quicker, but Hey, I'll, I'll take that win for Alex. Right. Absolutely. He had a very good weekend, Alex Albon, but it, yeah, but he did. well, well, We'll uh we'll get to Albon in a moment. You can yeah, you can when we get can, to those teams. You can speak yeah. speak on Alex Albon at length. I'll gush over him. I know. So the the problem with Mercedes now they yeah they'll fix the car, but while they're fixing the car, Ferrari and Red Bull will be improving their car. So yeah. even once they have it figured out, they'll still be in a little bit of a hole. But mm-hmm. I, I think it's a very good point that you made that Red Bull scoring no points. It does take a little bit of pressure off of Mercedes. They have, yeah. you know, if, if it would come out and it was Red Bull one, two, and then Mercedes five and six, well, yeah. you know, now you're fighting from behind where now Mercedes does have the luxury of fighting from ahead, which is good. Um, 
that's if Red Bull is even the team number one for them to be worrying about, which it looks like they're not. It, this it year. might not be. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you did have at the end of the race, uh, Max Verstappen, according to did uh, did you hear the audio of uh, Bono talking to uh, Lewis? Uh, I did not. So uh, he he was talking about uh, the order. He said, you know, uh, Leclerc's first. And he said, uh, Verstappen is P2. And he's been, uh, the exact wording is, he said, uh, he's been moaning about his power steering on the radio. Oh, geez. And uh, yeah, they, uh, I don't think they like do the each Christian other Horner thing, huh? Yeah, you know, um, but of course, you know, but it wasn't that. It was the, it, it was the steering track rod, which I'm like, yeah, well, that's yeah. interesting. Um yeah, so it, it looked like it was going to be that, you know, it was going to be Ferrari, Red Bull, Ferrari, Red Bull, mm-hmm. right up until it wasn't. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, what a way to go, yeah, uh, and, including Gasly, three yeah, and, of the four Red Bull cars DNF'd in like the last 10 laps. When, when Gasly went out, I really didn't think much of it because, mm-hmm. you know, because one car going out really doesn't mean anything. And then when Max started having the issues and then Checo, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because even even before Checo had the motor uh, or the or the transmission lockup, whichever one it was, he said he was losing uh, battery performance as well. You know, yeah, I think the same I issue think, that Max was. I think Red Bull came out and said that they were um, fuel pump issues for both of the cars. Yeah, I and, think that's what they said. And that is a uh, well. So uh, I was actually just reading about that. It's mm-hmm. it's not even because that's a spec part. Uh, okay. that's distributed by the FIA. So all the teams have the same part and there's been an issue with the fuel pump all through testing in that they, oh. they mount the fuel pump and I guess it's like in resin or something like that. And I don't know if it's because of the E10 fuel or something like that, but mm-hmm. the casings of the, uh, of the electronics are cracking and letting gasoline get in there and short it. So, I don't know huh. if that's what happened to Red Bull, um, but the teams were allowed uh, to check their fuel pumps before and replace them if need be. And then uh, they actually, with the cars in Park Ferme, uh, the FIA after the race is allowing the teams to take a look at their fuel pumps. So that's interesting. Yeah. So I, I think there's going to be a little bit of a, it's a new part for this year, I guess. So they might need to make some sort of change on that. And if it's it weird though, if it only affected the Red Bulls, I mean, that might just be chance or maybe they mount it in a different way that the other teams yeah. don't. So could be maybe it affected them more than the other teams. I don't really know. Um, yeah. I, I wonder if that's what caused the fire for Gasly's engine too. I had heard I somebody had said that that was an electrical fire. So I, it certainly oh, okay. could be. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was something with the hybrid system, but I, again, I have no idea. Yeah. So yeah, just, that, man. that'd be interesting if the fuel pump um, caused all three DNFs. I mean, that'd be um, wild. I, I, I guess that's probably better. If you're Red Bull, that's mm-hmm. probably better than having three distinct issues. Right. Cause because, you know, it's just the one thing you got to yeah, fix. If it's just the fuel pump. You can say, okay, well, so there's no overarching problem with their motor it's fine it was the fia supplied fuel pump that caused them the issue so um yeah so so uh the last 15 laps of the race i suppose were very interesting and not necessarily in the way that you want for red bull um 
Mercedes. I and I guess I even you know Lewis was able to hassle signs a little bit towards the end of the race. Mm-hmm. I think Hamilton Hamilton and Russell to except probably I think really flattered that Mercedes car this weekend. Um, yeah, I you think know so. Lewis being able to hang around a little bit with the Ferrari. I mean, the you know the gap at the end ended up still being three and a half, four seconds, whatever. Um, but Lewis really, it, it's easy. It shouldn't be. <laughs> it's easy to to forget how really good Lewis Hamilton is. We speak about it a lot. How good mm-hmm. Lewis Hamilton is, but. I mean, in that car, which, you know, with the issues he's had finishing third, you know, even, yeah, he should have been further back, but man, like, I, I don't know, just sticking with it and doing what he does. It's, it's always just impressive watching him work. Yeah. I think that car in the hands of, of lesser drivers probably wouldn't have been close to P5 and P6 um, before the no. incidents. So, no, I and mean, I think just, Russell was very good too. I think he's, yeah. you know, he wasn't it, that far behind um, Hamilton the entire no, race. No. And, and aside from qualifying where he binned, you know, his last lap there. So he was like a second off. He was faster than Lewis in almost every session. Yeah. So I, I don't know if it's going to be like a, like a Valtteri type thing where maybe he out qualifies Lewis. Cause you know, Russell is kind of a, a little bit of a Mr. Saturday, um, yeah. you know, but I don't know. That's going to be an interesting dynamic to, to watch this year. You know, mm-hmm. what does George do? You know, if he's coming up to pass Lewis and he's quicker, well, they're certainly not going to make Lewis get out of the way. Can George fight him? Yeah, uh, I'm sure they'll they gonna let him. I'm, I'm sure they'll they'll tell him what they used to tell Bottas, um, which is yeah. you guys can battle, but you know, take it easy. Right. But then again, at that point, Lewis and, and Valtteri were always P1 and P2, so they could let them battle. I yeah. don't know if now if, if Lewis is sitting in P3. And George is coming up behind him, and Lewis looks like he has a chance to finish higher. Yeah, they might have to pull team orders, um, yeah. but still early, early days. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to let them battle a little bit. But considering what their pace looked like today, maybe mm. you know, tell them to tone it down a little bit. Yeah, I, I think so too. It, it, yeah. You know, it's he'll have to have the you know he'll have to have the pace first. So I guess we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Um. So gotten through the top four mm-hmm. which means now we talk about the guy who finished fifth go team and usa team usa the <laughs> the 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 best story of the last two so. weeks yeah just in general kevin mm-hmm. magnuson yeah. uh we we didn't get to do a testing show but that was like that was just wild the way the entire magnuson thing came together because yeah i think uh, most fans were thinking fittipaldi was coming in um I don't even know if K Mag's name was even in the discussion. Not, not until the day before yeah. the signing was announced. Yeah. Because so it was uh, you know, it, it was it was Fittipaldi. And you know, it was like, all right, well, if that's gonna be the guy, then that's Haas saying, Yeah, we don't think much of our car. Yeah, uh, I think Fittipaldi is a downgrade from Mazpin, honestly. Yeah. Man. Mazepin did win races in or, or a race, I suppose, in F2. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fittipaldi, I, I, who I like, seems like a yeah. really nice. He's kid. a great. Yeah, he's a great um, kid. But that doesn't, you know, that doesn't make you a quick F1 driver. No. Um, so it, it was going to be between him and Hulkenberg and Piastri. 
And that was all that we were hearing. And then it was like, oh yeah, it'll probably be Hulkenberg or Piastri. And then all of a sudden, that you know, it was just like, hey, rumors are that they're talking to Kevin Magnuson. <laughs> it's like, wait, K Mag's coming back? Yeah. And then I, I think I was at work or something like that, and you just texted me. It's like, yeah, Haas just announced K Mag. <laughs> I was like, what the yeah, hell just I, happened? I did not see that coming. No, I really didn't either. I guess they parted on reasonably good terms. I, I think Kevin had a very good understanding of what it was that Haas needed to do. Uh, you know, and yeah, it, you know, why they were doing what they did with Mick and Mazepin. Um, and you know, he got to come to IMSA, you know, drove DPIs for a little bit. That was cool. Um but yeah, then just Magnuson shows up and Haas has that almost kind of disaster with, uh, you know, with uh, with their stuff being shipped to uh, mm-hmm. to Bahrain for testing. Yeah. Yeah. They, they show up half a day late or actually I think they showed up two days later than everybody else missed the first testing. Uh, <laughs> they they Mag- got their own private testing on at the end of day three. Uh, Magnuson gets in the car and during the private testing at the end, he puts the car P1. Yeah. I, I realized it was testing, but and everybody kind of thought it was, you know, it was at night. It was cooler on the on the track. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and we all figured, all right, well, Haas is, you know, there was no fuel in that car. They turned the mm-hmm. engine all the way up and they're trying to get some sponsors. And then the next day, Mick did the exact same thing. I think he put the car P2 behind Verstappen. And just, you know, you you were watching the car go around, and it's like that looks like a pretty good race car. Yeah. And Kevin Magnuson. <laughs> put the car uh qualified the car seventh and finished fifth i mean and for haas who i think what uh magnuson just scored more points today than haas scored in the last two seasons yeah well it wasn't going to take much to really do that no was yeah. it <laughs> no um it, i it's nice Schumacher's, mm-hmm. oh, i was gonna say no, schumacher's no, no. qualifying time wasn't that bad either his no two, he was only three uh, times off magnuson I think, yeah three four two two yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was the thing. Yeah. Haas put both cars through to Q2 and then yeah. Magnuson through to Q3. And yeah, yeah I think and, if Alcon doesn't turn Schumacher around, uh, he probably would have scored one, points today, too. I, I think he would have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. I mean, it's, I mean, and that was pretty, uh, he was, he was quick. Uh, you know, the, the Mercedes, I realize again, the Mercedes have their issues right now, mm-hmm. but they didn't exactly, you know, run away and hide from kevin magnuson no he after the race in in an interview he said he could see a mercedes almost the entire race like yeah. he wasn't that far behind them no uh, which is impressive for a haas but he you know but he uh, but then he was easily able to stay ahead of uh it, he was comfortably the best of the rest yeah you know i mean it, he, it was, he was still battling when when they were trying to like the mercedes and perez were trying to overtake him yeah he was battling oh yeah was it was it perez yeah, where he had that kind of yeah. he had the lockup. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if that was with Perez or if it was with Russell. Uh, it was earlier in the was... race when he was up in like P four or P five, and he was being passed. But yeah, he yeah. put up a heck of a fight. He didn't let them overtake yeah. him easily. Well, no, he had a he had a really nice start on the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, didn't fall to the back or anything like that. Held his position as opposed to Valtteri, who had a terrible start, fell back, and then you know yeah. ended up coming back up through, which was nice. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, you know, after last season with all the kind of animosity and whatnot, it is refreshing. <laughs> just yeah, uh, literally everybody was just like, Oh no, that's great. That Haas did that. 
that's, it's that's like great a, it's that like Magnuson's a, back. <laughs> it's like a totally new team this year. You know, I mean, yeah. I know they have a new driver, not a new driver, but a, you know, a different driver from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Gunther Steiner is <laughs> smiling <laughs> in the paddock. Love Steiner. Haven't seen that the in a best. while. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I just feel good about this Haas team. Good, feel good about K Mag. Uh, I feel awful that Schumacher didn't get to score a point. Um, yeah, he he will almost did. I mean, that, yeah. yeah, the um, yeah he uh, he got dumped by Ocon. I mean, came right around and was able to just you know pick it up and keep moving, which was nice. Yeah, um, and then got passed by Guan Yu Zhou like on the second and last lap. Uh, yeah, so. and I I thought that was a little bit of an odd choice leaving him out on the soft tires, but I suppose that was. He got if he would position. have came in for the tires and then didn't pass anybody, that's where he would have finished anyway. Yeah. So I, I guess it's, you know, it's look, if you're, you're Haas, you have one car running at the time in seventh uh, mm-hmm. and you're happy with that. Yeah. You can, you can take a, you can take a shot, something like that with Mick. Why not? Yeah. I think also um, because he wasn't lapped at that point, I mm-hmm. think they kept him out to keep him up with the leaders oh, and, that could be and try to fight for points. Um, otherwise he would have been like 30 seconds behind like um, stroll and the rest of the other cars that got lapped. So um, yeah, I think he, that's why they kept him out. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, it, it wasn't, it was not a, not a bad weekend for Mick and, no. and it is, you know, you get free. You know, yeah. He was a rookie last season, uh, but he also had limited, uh, limited running and testing, you mm-hmm. know uh, with the problems. Cause Haas did have reliability problems a couple of the days, um, I mean, just honestly, as a, probably as good a weekend as Haas could possibly imagine that they were going to have. Yeah, I mean, with the the car not getting there on time um, for the preseason testing, and then all that turmoil going on with um, Earl Cali and Mazepin, um, mm-hmm. just a lot of stuff that could have thrown them off this weekend. They put it all out of their minds, and they put in probably the best performance they've had since 2018 i think yeah so yeah oh yeah it would have because i, I <laughs> yeah. cause, cause they have i think fifth equals their best ever finish yeah unless they had a fourth but it was certainly magnuson that did it yeah grosjean might have also so. had a fifth i forget yeah um, I, I remember people saying like magnuson and grosjean like the worst drivers on the grid back when they were a, there a, a, I, a ridiculous yeah. thing to say. They were on. Right. They were on the grid with Lance Stroll. <laughs> yeah, because because Grosjean has been on the podium before. Yeah, you know, back when he was in a good car. When you're in a car that is that shitty, you need to drive on the edge. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to be coming in last all the time. So mm-hmm. you either drive on the edge and maybe score a point or two, or you just don't even bother showing up. It's, you know, it's the driver equivalent to what Williams did with their car last year. Williams yeah. knew they could be last comfortably every single race, or they could build a car that would be way last a lot of the races and maybe would fight for the odd point here or there. So yeah, yeah that, that was just, that was the guys that they had to be, they had to be elbows out. Um, you know, but the, the Haas was always, it always had that flaw. It was always bad on tires. Yeah. They were always doing yeah, that, one more pit stop than every other. Yeah. Team. And it just seemed like they always, they qualified really well and then they would fade in the race because of the tire. So they qualify seventh and finish 11th and 12th or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was nice to see that they were able to run a nice complete race, the same as everybody else. Uh, yeah. There doesn't seem to be any big glaring fault in that car 
No, it yeah. it'll just it'll be. Hopefully, they're able to keep up with development and and you know and keep up with you know the Alpines and Alfa Romeos and and all the teams around. Yeah, they look like they're the best of the rest right now. Yeah, you know, I, I uh, say Magnussen in that car, and and again, and Mick was not far off of them. Yeah. Uh, but Magnussen just something about him in that car just just worked. Uh, yeah, it is funny to think because so last time that we talked, uh, Haas was still sponsored by Aerocali, yeah, and their other driver was still Nikita Mazepin, mm-hmm. and all I can think of is, wow, so <laughs> literally Kevin Magnuson was the difference between Haas scoring, was it nine points or is it nine points for fifth uh, or ten? Ten points. 10. ten points. Yeah, uh, between Haas scoring ten points today and zero. So, yeah, uh, because uh, Mazepin would have been behind Mick. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's all I know yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely sure. Um, I I, uh, I wonder where Schumacher would have finished if he hadn't been turned around, because obviously the Haas has pace, mm-hmm. um, but Schumacher's still young. As much as people talk about it, he's definitely not better than Kevin Magnuson at this point I, in his career. I think he probably would have been tenth. I, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Ninth it. He would have still been probably behind both the Alpines and behind uh, Yuki. Maybe ahead of Joe. He could have been even P7, though I guess P9 if the Red Bulls had finished because he was in front of Akon. Mm. He qualified better than oh, Akon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, he didn't qualify better than Akon, but um, he was ahead of Akon when he got spun. Yes. And the Haas definitely has more pace than the Alpine. Yeah, looked like it did. So I think he would have. Yeah, I think he would have. Yeah, finished. you're right. P7. Yeah, he could have been further up there. Yeah, Mazepin still would have been <laughs> trundling yeah, around yeah. at the back. Yeah. Uh, I although I gotta say, know. even uh, even he probably would have been gapping the McLarens and the uh, and the Aston Martins. Yeah. Well, that's not really hard. <laughs> now, so uh, nice weekend for Valtteri Bottas. Yeah. Uh, had to have been <laughs> had to have been uh, interesting to him to qualify. Uh, right next to Lewis Hamilton again, except in front of on Russell. the third row. <laughs> yeah. Know? Um, yeah. That, uh, next to your old teammate and in front of the guy that replaced you. You know, you gotta love that. Yeah. Uh, Alfa Romeo, that car looks pretty good. It did. It did. Um, I'm not really sure how to grade the car. Um, or at, or I should say, I don't know. I don't really know how to grade Guan Yu Zhou. Just because we now we see that the car is actually pretty fast. Yeah. Um, I was, but it's not like he's a terrible racer. He's won F2 races. No, I like Joe. So, I, I thought yeah. that he did. I mean, look, he scored points on his rookie debut. What do you want? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think and he was car, up there on merit too. Oh, for sure. Um, Before the DNFs, anyway. He, you know, a lot of times for rookies, it's yeah, man, just, you know, maximize what you can do and kind of stay out of trouble. Yeah, try not um, to crash. I didn't. I didn't see anything where that he did that was like, oh, that was a rookie mistake, or that was dumb, or you know, or even like a pass that he made that it was like, well, he made it work, but probably wasn't his best idea. Yeah, he seemed to just kind of run a nice controlled race. I think, you know, he obviously, you know, they they were a little bit lucky with the Red Bull thing to mm-hmm. score a point. But it was yeah, but even with, yeah, even without that though, he still had a decent race. No, he he basically spent the whole race a couple seconds behind his teammate. Yeah, you know, for it's, the most part. Again, it's the same kind of thing you saw up the pack. Is you know, Valtteri didn't like run away and hide. Joe was not slow. 
you know, he, he was fine. He's, I, he's one of those guys that he's, yeah, technically he's a pay driver, but I do think that he has the talent level. Yeah. You still have to be able to, yeah. You still have to be able to drive. Yeah. It's not like anybody with money can just get into F1. No team is stupid enough to pick them up. You know, I mean like the kid can still drive a little bit. Yeah. Um, Seems like a, uh, a real sweetheart of a guy too. So just, yeah. just seems like a really nice kid. So yeah. Yeah. Which I like but, to see nobody, nobody likes a holes. Um, yeah. The Alpines. Good, good day for them though. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the Alpines finishing seventh and ninth. Um, I really nice. Uh, I'm nice race for Ocon. Cause I mean, he passed Fernando and then he did. He looked just quicker. Drove away from him. Yeah. He looked much quicker than Alonzo did all race um it's starting four spots behind him mm-hmm. um you know other than that little issue on lap one with schumacher where he got a five second penalty um even with the seven, five second penalty he still finished in front of his teammate uh, yeah. so that's that's pretty impressive mm-hmm. um yeah quiet day for alonzo though alonzo though he i mean didn't have an amazing race i think seventh and ninth is generally where i thought the alpines would be mm-hmm. um yeah. so not too surprising from them. Um, funny thing is, they were actually pretty quick in the speed trap too. So that that Reno engine um, looks like whatever they did last year seems to be working just fine. You know, they're it's, they're keeping pace with the midfield pack. It's weird that all of a sudden now we're talking about engines, and it's the Mercedes seems to be the one that everybody's kind of like, yeah, I don't know about that thing. Yeah, I, um, I wonder if the the new E10 fuel has anything to do with it too. You know, it's. Yeah, I mean, look, whatever it is, at this point, the engines are homologated for the next what four years. Yeah. And so, a bunch of their a bunch of their engineers have been poached in the last year or two. So that's um, certainly not helping. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a although look at the fact is at the end of the race, the Mercedes engines were running and the Red Bulls were not. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Um what's a, I uh, one of my thing. I think I'd I'd said on Twitter that uh one of my favorite car quotes. It's just, I said, uh, look, man, the Mercedes will run like shit longer than most other engines will run at all. Yeah. So, you know, it, it might be slow, but at least it went the race distance. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I sincerely hope that it's not an engine issue with those guys. It could just be aero philosophy. Uh, it seems to be at least with at least with the Mercedes that seems to yeah. be an issue because because most of those cars have because the Aston Martin the Williams and the Mercedes all three of them have porpoising yeah. um, issues um, so I'm, I'm hoping it's just they built their car around the engine the arrow just needs a little bit more fine tuning and it's not the actual engine itself no and you know again that makes sense for the Mercedes because I mean the car is narrower so yeah. it has less frontal area in the in the body so it should be less drag so yeah. the fact that they had to run more wing on it to make more drag of course the car's not gonna be that quick um yeah. so then uh, of course our only finishing uh red bull car yuki sonoda finished eighth that's mm-hmm. that was a, a good weekend for yuki yeah he would have been in the points even if the red bulls had finished i think gasly was where P6, I think he was in front of He Bottas. was behind Magnuson. Yeah, Magnuson yeah. had passed him on the track. Yeah, so Gasly finishing P6 and Yuki finishing P10. I think I think Alfa Tari would have considered that a, a decent day. Yeah, they would have been right with that, I would say. 
Yeah. Um, obviously, Yuki's still not close to Gasly. I don't really know how far back he was when Gasly DNF. Um, I'm sure um, AlphaTauri would like to see him a little bit closer, but I think for um, race one of this year, it I don't think they could have you know, been disappointed with that finish had Gasly have finished. Yeah, for sure. Um, so to go through the rest of the pack, uh, 11th Lance Stroll. You know, I'm over here talking smack about Lance yeah. Stroll. Uh, 12th, 12th. Yeah. Uh, oh, was it 12th? All right. Sorry. Yeah. Um, 12th Stroll and uh, Schumacher. And then let's let's talk a little bit about uh, Alexander Albon. So yeah. as the as the resident uh, Albon expert, <laughs> uh, how would you how would you grade Alex Albon? If we're doing letter grades, I'd say he got like a solid B. Um, with what he had, the car that he had, I think um, I would have liked to have seen him, you know, get his elbows out a little bit more. Some of those passes looked pretty easy, mm-hmm. easy, but I think maybe that was just the team telling him, don't even waste time fighting. They're going to get past us anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, just try to save as much time as you can with certain cars. Um, he, he qualified a full second ahead of Latifi. Um, I know everybody was saying that Latifi might be giving Albin a challenge this year. I don't, I, yeah, I see it. I like, like, I, again, I, I like Nicholas Latifi. Um, you know, he mostly stays out of the way. Uh, Mm -hmm. you don't usually see him making big mistakes, but he's not super quick. Um, I think the, the thing about Albon going into the season was like, well, look, you know, he should beat Nicholas Latifi. Yeah. You know, Albon is just, he's Albon is a legitimately talented driver and, you know, people just want to remember what happened at Red Bull and specifically with him, you know, with the, they race me so hard. I think it was, you know, yeah, but he's quick. And yeah, he, he mopped the floor with Nicholas Latifi, which is what he ought to do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, he should go 23 and 0 against Nicholas Latifi this season. Uh, <laughs> the thing somebody pointed out was, uh, was it? Uh, yeah. Albon put a second on Nicholas Latifi in qualifying last season in Bahrain, George Russell out qualified Latifi by six tenths. Yeah. Ergo, Alex Albon is better than George Russell. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, they were saying. I mean, some of the pundits were saying that Albon put in a George Russell esque performance in qualifying and in yeah. the race, kind of um, dragging that car further up the yeah. grid than it, it probably deserved to be. And people forget that he only finished seven points behind Lando Norris um, the mm-hmm. year that um, they were in F two that last year. Mm-hmm. So it's not like there was a a huge gap between those drivers. Um, and everybody always talks about Lando Norris like he's the next big thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm well, not British bias, you know. Yeah, yeah. I realize Albon well, is Albin's also British, British yeah. but yeah. But he doesn't race under the British flag. No. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't really, I don't really think Norris is as great of a driver as everybody else claims mm-hmm. he is. I think he's a good, solid driver, but uh, I think George Russell is probably the the best out of those three. Well, definitely he is the best, and I don't think Albon's that far behind. And and yeah, like you said, that last year with Red Bull really really kind it, of tainted his his yeah or, it, or fans it was such a bad spot yeah. um 
you know, with the way that Red Bull was doing second drivers at the time, nobody was mm-hmm. really getting all that long of a look. They gave Albon longer than they gave Gasly. Yeah. That car was still designed around Max. And we know the kind of car that Max likes to drive. And it's not for everybody. You no. know, he wants that kind of knife edge, you know, he wants the car to turn when he turns in. And if he has to catch it, so be it. Yeah. Um, you know, and not everybody likes that. Not everybody, you know, he's Max Verstappen. He's mm-hmm. still probably the fastest guy on the grid right now. So, yeah, measuring up against Max is always going to be kind of difficult. Um, and, you know, if it was just a car that didn't suit him, then whatever. So, you know, hopefully Williams can improve their car, you know, because, I mean, nobody likes seeing a Williams trundling around at the back. You know, the... No, I mean, and from the sounds of it, it looks like they kind of know what the issue is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, I, I assume they've already been working on the problem, either building new parts or, or researching new parts. And, um, you know, hopefully in the next like handful of races, four or five races, they'll, they'll bring some upgrades that'll, that'll, you know, help them draw a little bit more speed out of that car. But I think Almond had a pretty decent weekend. Um, uh, Latifi. I mean, for Nicholas Latifi, he was ahead of the McLarens for a little while, for a good chunk of the races. Of the that, race. is, that is damning with the absolute faintest of praise. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know that the McLarens were on mediums at the beginning, but um, yeah. Ricardo was still having trouble getting in front of Latifi in, in, yeah. in, in a Williams. So, yeah, um, I, I don't. Um, so, We'll, we'll we'll shift gears here and we'll talk about the McLarens. Yeah. Um, that car seems to be just, it, it's unfortunate in that they're in the spot where like, it seems to be working fine. It's just slow because. Yeah. I mean, they did have Ricardo out for all of testing with the COVID. Yeah. Which wasn't going to help. And yeah. then, and they had they the had great the... cooling issues. So they yeah. didn't get a ton of running. Yeah. But you know, and then he was having to do even today, you know, a lot of like lift and coast and mm-hmm. heating up the brakes three laps into the race. And they're telling yeah, him no. that he has to, you know, that he has to, to lay off the brakes a little bit. That's crazy. Um, so, I mean, that car is a mess and it's unfortunate because, it, you know, I mean, look, everybody loves Daniel Ricardo. He's great. Um, Lando I'm, Norris. I'm, I'm worried I, about Ricardo. Yeah. I, look, it's going to drive me nuts when I go on the race tomorrow and Ed Straw gives Daniel Ricardo a five and gives Norris like an eight for that race <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I, I don't know. Like it, Ricardo didn't have any time in testing. Uh, I, I didn't Still a, expect a driver of his caliber. Yeah. I, I expect a little bit more. I didn't expect I didn't expect a lot, but I, I wasn't shocked that he had the race that he did, but yeah. You know, if you look at all the stuff that they're that he's having to do just to get the car around, yeah, you know, you weren't going to compete with anybody. Uh, yeah, it's not just you know, him. McLaren finishing 14th and 15th was like a gift. I mean, because what they were 16th, 17th before the Red Bulls died. Uh, yeah. Eight, so 17th, 18th, I think was their was their spot before the th- you know before the two Red Bulls and the Alpha Tauri went out. Yeah, which is bananas. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know what they're supposed to do with that. And and Norris didn't look that bad in qualifying. No, um, he yeah he he 
he definitely dragged the uh, drag that car a little yeah, bit he, higher he, up than he should have. He qualified six tenths ahead of Albin, and mm-hmm. then just I don't think I don't know if maybe starting on the mediums was the best idea. Uh, they were the only two cars that started on mediums. Everybody else started on softs. Yep. And then by the time they they went in for their next pit stop, they were already so far behind that they were literally battling um, Latifi and Stroll and Hulkenberg. Yeah, I, I think you can do that on the mediums if you had a faster car. Yeah. I just, that car didn't have, on the harder tire on the medium, it just, it wasn't going to have enough pace in hand to stay ahead of a Williams or an Aston Martin or anything at all. You know, if you were Ferrari or Red Bull, mm-hmm. yeah, you probably could have started on the mediums and stayed ahead of the Mercedes, you know. Uh, but yeah, just they, they didn't have any sort of pace to be able to do that. It didn't look like the car was difficult to drive or anything like that, except in so far as how much they were having to lift and coast and all that kind of crap. Um, yeah. Well, just, I guess when you're going that slow, it does. It's not going to look difficult. No, not particularly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it just yeah. I hopefully they get that under control because yeah, you know, I, I was I was hoping to see Ferrari and McLaren uh, be the top two teams this season. I thought that would have been fun. Yeah, I think McLaren doesn't seem finishing, to be <laughs> doesn't seem to be something that's going to happen. I think McLaren finishing so low um, in this first race is is upsetting a lot of people's preseason picks because um, oh, I've been sure watching <laughs> I've been watching a lot of those and they were putting McLaren like fourth and yeah. fourth and fifth and geez they're not even close to I, that right I now. I think it was maybe because in testing that porpoising was such a big issue. The yeah. fact that McLaren didn't seem to be having the porpoising issues that everybody else did, mm-hmm. we thought meant that they mostly had it under control, but I guess there are other, you know, there are other issues, the brake cooling and all that stuff, the Mercedes engine, apparently uh, just being that the car is not all that fast right now. Well, hopefully they'll have a better week next week. It's Saudi Arabia. Um, I don't think there's too many hard braking zones at Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe two and that's about it. So if it is just a brake issue with McLaren, um, hopefully they'll, they'll perform a little bit better um, next week. Yeah. Um, and Nico Hulkenberg uh, finishes 17th. I, he yeah. much like the man that will replace him next week, assuming that he tests negative for COVID mm-hmm. uh, really deserved better than the car that yeah. Aston Martin gave him. I, I'm hoping that once Vettel comes back, um, because Hulkenberg didn't get any practice in, right? The preseason um, no. running? Yeah. No, and, and that, he, was the, that was the thing about Lance Stroll was Hulkenberg shows up having driven, what, like one Formula One race a year for the last two years. Yeah, and, and out three free practices. Him. Yeah. Like, yeah, like what, are we, what are we doing? Um, yeah, by almost three-tenths, too. Yeah, just crazy. Um, yeah. So, I mean... I'd say hopefully we see Hulkenberg again this season, but then that means that somebody's missing a race. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I, it sucks for him, I guess. He could have been in the Haas, you know? Yeah. If, uh, oh, so close, man. I mean, think he probably, if he was in the Haas, I mean, I, I think he scores some points. I don't know if he does what Magnuson did. He might have, actually. Maybe, you know, I mean, Magnuson was out for a year. Hulkenberg's been out for two years, you know, filling in here or there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Hulkenberg's a bad driver. 
either. No, so no, not at all. Yeah. No, Hulkenberg, Hulkenberg's a good driver. I just, I think uh, Magnuson was the better choice uh, for Haas. Yeah. And, for the, for that environment. Yeah. And he, you know, more aggressive, familiar with the team, all that kind of stuff mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. you know, obviously it seems to have been the correct choice for, uh, for Haas. Yeah. Um, so you want to do, um, Oh, I was going to no, say three winners, three losers. That's yeah. That's where I was heading. All um, right. Who do you uh, who do you like? Who are your uh, who are your three winners? For, Hang on, uh, I made for a, I made a list. Give me one oh, second. Oh, good. You made a list. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. This break brought to you by Wheat Thins. Wheat Thins. They're square. They're crunchy. They taste like wheat. Wheat Thins. I'm talking to the two viewers. Yeah, no, I was plugging our sponsor, Wheat Thins. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, my top three. Um, number one, Leclerc. Number two, Magnuson. And number three, Valtteri Bottas. Really? Bottas number yeah. three. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, think... I, I don't I don't hate it. Yeah. yeah. Um I just think for the for the car, you know, after what happened to him last year, losing that seat. Um mm-hmm. to finish P6, you know, even though the Red Bulls DNF. I mm-hmm. think is is a solid finish for him. Is a well, not solid, but really, really good finish for him. I think that's probably higher than most people would have given him um, before the start of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, finished P six, brought home eight points for a team that had scored how many points last year? Zero, one, uh, zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I was surprised that he was up there and he stayed up there. Uh, he's, he's just number three on the list though. You know, I still have, uh, no, I'm sorry. No, Alpha scored points last year, right? I think if they did, it was just like, no, they did. No, Haas was the only team that scored zero. Okay. Uh, So I think, I think Alpha scored like two points or something like that. It wasn't that many. Yeah. It wasn't a lot, but it was enough that they, that they beat Haas. Yeah. Um, But I, I have Leclerc number one, obviously, mm um, just had a hell of a weekend amazing qualifying and then amazing race to be able to keep Verstappen behind and Mm -hmm. um, have two amazing outlaps or, or yeah, in laps that kept Mm -hmm. him ahead of Verstappen. um, Mm -hmm. Even though Verstappen claimed he could have gone faster, even though the numbers don't really justify his Mm -hmm. complaint. Um, Yeah. I have Leclerc number one and then Magnuson number two, obviously coming in short notice Mm -hmm. Um, and then finishing P five, I think was more than Haas could have asked for. Uh, I think my top winner would just be Ferrari in general. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they put the two cars one two, but then their uh, their power unit also. I think most people think Ferrari has the most powerful engine right now. Yeah. And well, they did the, bring an upgrade like late last year that saw benefits yeah, for the, too. So yeah, it's yeah they worked on the hybrid system at the end of last year. Yeah. Um. You know, and given that the engines are now homologated uh, until 2026, uh, having the most powerful engine and a reliable engine is mm-hmm. certainly where you want to be right now. So yeah. their actual team was really good. And, you know, the Alfa Romeos and the Haases both uh, both looked excellent. Yeah. Um, number two, I will go Kevin Magnuson. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it, it can't overstate how how great it is that Magnuson's back. Mm-hmm. And that Haas is good, and that they scored fifth place points mm-hmm. uh, for for this uh, for the yeah you know, when he's been back with the team for a week and a half. So yeah, yeah. Um, 
just a, a, a great story, a great result. And I think uh, hopefully it'll continue to be great for the rest of the season going forward. And uh, third, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Joe. Cause okay. I, I like, uh, I like points on debut. I think he yeah. was, uh, I, he did a, he did a good solid job, you know, for yeah. his first F1 weekend. He, you know, Valtteri was quicker, but you, yeah, you, you would have expected him to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just, it was, it was a good, it was a, a, a good weekend for him. And you know, I didn't see him screw anything up. And, you know, the Alfa Romeo looks like a pretty good car. So I don't think that'll be the only point that he scores this season. I don't um, think so, too. He had a good qualifying, too. Made it into yeah. Q2. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, so he'll get more familiar with the car and stuff. I think he'll just, it, you know, I he seems like a guy that belongs there. So, yeah, you know, I think that's uh, I, I think that's good. I, I like what he did this weekend. So I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to, yeah. to watching him going forward. Um, I'm, I wish I was there to see the faces of everybody that complain about him just being a paid driver. Oh, he showed I, like he's got some skill today. So yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah. Oh, honorable mention for, uh, for the winner's column. I'm going to say uh, Mercedes fans. Um, so, okay. Explain. So uh, through testing and whatnot, Mercedes fans have, and look, Mercedes fans have been on top of the world for the last eight years. So it's it's not that I'm like, oh, poor Mercedes fans. The last two weeks have sucked for them. <laughs> um, but like Red Bull, specifically Red Bull fans have talked so much trash about Mercedes for the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, and so was it that there was one guy on Twitter. I forget what he even said. Uh, you know, it was something about the Red Bulls not finishing the race. And I'm just like, look, I feel like Mercedes and their fans have won the right to be just as petty as they want to be about this race result today, where none of it is like, Oh, you know, Mercedes is better because obviously we know the car is not better than the Red Bull right now. So it's not like, you know, it's nothing reasonable or anything like that. It's really just, Hey, Red Bull fans, screw you. And I, your cars didn't finish. (laughs) Yeah. And, and like, I'm, I'm not a Mercedes fan. But I appreciate, you know, as a as like a New England Patriots fan, which I think is the closest thing to being a Mercedes fan. Sometimes I think so. Sometimes as a Patriots fan, because we won so much. Yeah, it it mattered less to me that we win than that somebody I didn't like lost. Yeah, I'm happier the, when you lose than when yeah. I win. Oh, okay. oh, dude, like yeah. I'm still like when when the Baltimore Ravens lose. If the Patriots also lose, I'm like I'm fine. Yeah, the Ravens lost. Cool, <laughs> you know we broke even. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I I think that was the that that was the Mercedes fans where if if you would have told them at the beginning of the race to be like so look uh you know Lewis and George are gonna finish ninth and tenth, but Red Bull's gonna have a double DNF, they would have signed up for that. Yeah, I think they would have been down for it. You know, like, yeah, you guys are going to be ninth and 10th on pace, but Red Bull have a double DNF. They would absolutely have signed up for that. So, uh, <laughs> so winners, uh, the Mercedes fans and uh, God, the pettiness. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I appreciate it. I applaud it. Um, yeah. You know, good, good, uh, good job being just absolutely petty, vindictive jerks. I think that's <laughs> a lost art. 
And I think that uh, Mercedes fans have done a fabulous job at it for the last hey, eight hours, nine hours or so on Twitter. It it's kept uh, it kept the winter break interesting. That was fun oh, for sure. So yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I'm gonna give an honorable mention, and um, I'm just gonna tell you right now that he's gonna be in my honorable mentions every week of yep. the year. Yep. Um, Alex Albin. Yep. Go for it. Yep. Um, just because. <laughs> There you go. He's my favorite driver. <laughs> he'll he'll so, DNF. Like, yep. Alexander Albon, winner this yeah. week. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's a he, class uh, act. Yeah. He crashed really well. I'll give him an honorable mention for that. But uh, I mean, seriously, though, he did drive yeah. really well for the car that he had. Um, mm-hmm. Just outclassed his teammate. Um, I, I think that's that's all that Williams can really ask for at this point. So I think he had a yeah, good weekend. I, when you're Williams, you probably, for, for Albon, it's, you yeah. know, all you can really compare it to is how much you beat your teammate by. Yeah. I mean, um, they weren't even expecting it to get into Q2 and the fact that Malvin made it P14. Um, yeah. In the first. Yeah, I thought he was excellent in qualifying. It was yeah. really, really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Alex Album, that's fine. Okay. Um, who the are losers. your losers for the week? Um, I have. Well, I, I was tempted to put Red Bull just because they DNF, but it wasn't really the driver's fault. So I guess Red Bull, the team losers, you know, yeah. they just look good all weekend. Um, and, <laughs> and then, yeah, I know. Even if it wasn't their fault, the fact that they both DNF'd um, kind of sucks. And in and, and the Gasly issue too, I will roll that into under the uh, Red Bull umbrella right. um, for one of my losers. Um, and then other than that, I didn't really see any anybody else that really like no drivers that really performed terribly. I will probably have to put McLaren on there mm-hmm. um, just because Jesus, they just looked so slow. Yeah. Um, McLaren. I mean, we already talked um, pretty much in depth about them and then maybe, maybe Alonso he qualified higher than Alcon and then in the race just looked uh, so much slower than, Ocon did and then Mm -hmm. finished behind Ocon as well. So, I mean, he didn't have a terrible race, but considering where he started compared to his teammate and then where he finished compared to his teammate, I think Alonso didn't have a uh, really good weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, You know, Ocon just got more out of the car than he did for whatever reason this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be weeks going forward when, you know, Alonso gaps him because they're fairly, Oh, I'm sure. Sure. Yeah, I, it's it's interesting. They're fairly evenly matched at this point, but it's not usually like it's but it's not like in in one week. It's usually that one of them is far ahead or you know decently ahead of the other. They yeah, just I'm, they just trade that back and forth. Yeah, they <laughs> every, were pretty they were pretty close all race. Mm-hmm. Um I'm trying to see Oh yeah, Ocon finished uh, ahead of Alonso last year too, but Alonso DNF'd at um, Bahrain. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm wondering if maybe it's just the track. Oh, maybe Bahrain suits him. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what that. the the deal was. Um, yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's for my list. How about you? So my top loser is Aston Martin. Um, yeah. Well, because yeah. It, just in general, so look, so Aston Martin is the team that used to be racing point and before that it was force india and going way way back it was jordan f1 all right Mm -hmm. and it was a plucky little midfield team uh run by a maniac 
and that was true at both Jordan and Force <laughs> India. Yeah, uh, it was perpetually on the brink of bankruptcy. Again, true, true of Jordan, true of Force India, and true of every name that it had in between. Yeah, but it was always like you know the plucky little team that could, and you know Jordan overachieved. They won races. They competed for championships. Uh, Force India with the you know with the resources that they had i think they they never finished lower than like seventh in the constructors or something yeah, like that yeah you could say they overachieved for sure force india was yeah. force india was good vj mali is a criminal but force india was good <laughs> yeah. um and then here comes lawrence stroll and aston martin pumping all this money into the team rebranding it yeah. uh you know expanding the facilities and all that stuff and then this is this is it. They they built a really nice looking car, but it doesn't work. You know, um, yeah. Ferrari, to their credit, built the prettiest Formula One car in years, maybe decades, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, uh, and it works. Yeah. You know, that's maybe the most Im- the impressive part of the Ferrari is how good looking it is versus how fast it is. It's great at both. Uh the Aston Martin, yeah, it still looks really, really good, but apparently they're already working on a totally different uh, package. body package for it. Totally. They said they have the AMR 22B in the wind tunnel. It looks totally different from the car. I'm sure it'll show up looking, it, it, you know what it'll be? It'll just be a green car with no side pods. Yeah. You know? I mean, <laughs> just, how, how, how early did they know that this car sucked, that they already have a new car in the making? I don't know. They must have known like day one at Spain or something, man. It had to have been if they're already working on it. Um, But it's just for whatever reason, I don't know if it's I'm sure they'll figure some part of it out eventually someday. But part of the magic of the Silverstone team has not made the transition to Aston Martin. You want to know how they fix that team? Get sell it back to Eddie Jordan. No, get get Lawrence Stroll the fuck out of (laughs) anything to do with the car mm-hmm. um i know you probably don't watch drive to survive much but last year there was an episode where lawrence stroll like walked into a meeting and you could just feel the tension like nobody wanted him in there like everybody really? was staring at him like dude you just have money you know nothing about this fucking car he walked in there and he was like you guys have 20 minutes go and, mm-hmm. and you could just see it on everybody's face like a jerk Oh, this mother trucker, you know, <laughs> um, and I guarantee you that he's doing that in the way that he was um, pretty much center stage at the car launch this year and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, you have money. You probably know enough about cars to like, you know, drive a sports car on the weekend or something like mm-hmm. that, but leave all the technical stuff to the people that know that stuff. I probably think, the way to do it. I, yeah. I think Otmar being fired was probably the dumbest thing they could have done. Um, yeah. Especially yeah. going into new regs like this. I think I, I thought Otmar was doing a pretty decent job mm-hmm. and then they just let him go. And I guarantee you that was Lawrence Stroll um, becoming impatient or something like I, that. And just I think firing that's, what, him. that's what Otmar said about it afterwards, basically. Is oh, is that what he have, said? You couldn't have two popes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah he's, I, so he's like, always good for a, for a quote like that. Yeah, I guarantee you that's what it is. I think the moment Lawrence Stroll decides, you know, to leave the technical stuff to the technical people, I think that that team will start to to do better. But for now, 
yeah, I think he's making it too much about himself and not enough about actually winning. But anyway, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I, you no, it's fine. List. I I do wonder at what point, uh, at what point Lance Stroll is identified as an issue. Yeah, like, he's he's not the worst. He's not he's not even bad. He's a good driver. You know, I've anybody that can put a car on pole in Formula One in the wet clearly mm-hmm. has skill. Lance Stroll's done that, but. He's just inconsistent. No, yeah, and just, I don't know, man. Like, he's, at some point, they're going to have to say, all right, look, we have to put two drivers in these yeah. cars. And, mm-hmm. look, I don't know what Seb Vettel's going to do this season. But he was great last year. So, you know, is it going to be Vettel and then somebody else? Or will they just keep Stroll around as long as Lawrence Stroll owns the team? I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean... With the car that they have now, I don't think it'll really matter anyway. No, but, it probably I mean, won't unless they, mean, they unless they do some work. They just they just have issues everywhere on that yeah. team right now. Uh, second loser, I gotta go Max Verstappen, and two reasons. Um, well, multiple reasons. He, yeah, it. He was whinging a lot. That on was the radio yeah, today. That, yeah, that was that yeah. was sort of the thing. Yeah. Um. Like, dude, like I, I get that when it's round 18, round 19, <clears throat> but it's it's the first race of the season. Just <laughs> yeah. Chill just, just like a little bit. Yeah. This team and, just gave you a championship winning car last year. Right. And yeah, especially relax, the stuff man. about, you know, like about like the, the, the overcut and the undercut. Yeah. He's whining about that. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, I could have been out in front of him. It's like oh, the numbers yeah. showed he wouldn't have been. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> You know, and then, you know, the the issues with the car. And I realized, yeah, you ended up having the issue with the battery, but specifically about the steering, um, mm-hmm. you know, where the team's like, well, all right, it, it's it's stabilized. So, you know, you got eight yeah. laps left. You're just going to have to deal with it. There's nothing. So, yeah, there's nothing we can do. You know, like, that's what yeah, they told so them. I didn't I didn't care for that. Um, I thought the racing with with Leclerc was good. Um, you know, it, it, yeah, he kept it clean. Yeah. Oh no. For sure. Yeah. It was. It was good. So, but then you know, just the the end of the race, the car goes. I mean, there's nothing he could have done about that. So, you know, I'm not saying that you know anything happened because of him. I'm just saying it was not his. Even if he would have finished second, uh, if he would have finished second, I wouldn't have called him a loser. But I still would have said, yeah, did did a little bit of whining. And yeah, you know, let's face it, people always say that Lewis Hamilton is a whiner on the radio and. Max whined as much as anybody on the radio today. So yeah. <laughs> um, third, it's got to be McLaren. And mm-hmm. honestly, I would have put McLaren first, except Aston. It's just the Aston Martin. The hype is what bothers me. Yeah. Where you know they're like, oh yeah, we're yeah. gonna come back and compete for championships. And McLaren's like, no, this is difficult. You know, we mm-hmm. we hope to do well, but you know, th- at least they've been humble about it. Yeah, I just I it bothers me that you, you know, you have Daniel Ricardo and you have Lando Norris, who are two guys that should be at the sharp end of the grid. Yeah. And now you get this car that is they're just, two of the better drivers. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I do feel a little bit bad for Lando Norris to have just signed a five year deal. <laughs> Ooh, I know, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know I where else he would go. But yeah, that sucks a little bit. Um, he had a good qualifying. He's, it wasn't ta- terrible. he's talented. 
you know, yeah. and, but that's the thing is I think you can get a lap out of a car, you mm -hmm. know, uh, you know, Albin, Albin, you know, was good in qualifying too, you know, yeah. and maybe the car didn't quite have it during the race. Yeah. Um, he pretty much yeah. finished where he qualified. Yeah. Whereas Norris tumbled down, that is <laughs> tumbled true. down the standings. Yeah. That medium tire start was not, you know, heavy on fuel and all that stuff. You're going to be yeah. real, real slow. I didn't think that that was their best plan. Yeah. And then, then they were even having issues. Like I said, getting in front of Latifi and getting in front of, um, uh, Hulkenberg in, mm -hmm. in slower cars too. So yeah, I will have to agree with you on McLaren. I, I don't, it doesn't look like it's going to be solved anytime soon either. So it'll, it'll probably be pretty painful for them for, for the next couple of races. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I have a text from you. Yeah. So what did you, what did we think about, uh, let, let's, let's, let's go through our power units yeah. and uh, see what we think, uh, starting with uh, Ferrari. I, I think Ferrari looked good, obviously um, didn't have the straight line speed that the Red Bulls did, but um, I don't know if that was just, aero dependent or mm. if it was um the engine itself but considering that the alfa romeos and the hosses looked pretty pretty quick too um i think i would say they would probably be number two on my ranking really ferrari number yeah. two that's interesting who do just, you have number one well just for performance anyway oh okay, okay yeah well yeah i guess they would be number one if you want was, to go performance was, and reliability i was gonna say just as a reminder all the ferraris finished the race yeah yeah <laughs> oh I, I was just talking performance wise oh, okay. um That's fine. the red bulls looked quicker but uh, again like i said um i i don't know how much that had to do with aero and and all that stuff but uh yeah i guess ferrari will be number one if you want to just go the complete package they finished the race they finished one two mm -hmm. they, Alfa Romeo's had a good day. Haas's had a good day. Um, yeah. And then I would probably put uh, Red Bull second and then Renault, although it's kind of difficult because they only have two cars. Um, but they look pretty quick on the straights too. And then Mercedes obviously would be last. Um, yeah. The, it, it's, it's difficult with Mercedes because, you know, the actual Mercedes, I'm sure it is a drag problem. Uh, mm -hmm. And maybe that's true of Alfa Romeo of Aston Martin as well. They think porpoising is costing them three quarters of a second a lap. Yeah, um, but yeah, they had to know, jack the the floor up so high. Yeah, <laughs> but then you know the McLaren doesn't have that issue. It's just slow. So yeah. you know, but then you know Albin was pretty fast through the speed traps. So yeah. I don't know. It seems to work. It's Mercedes. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, yeah, I, I would say Ferrari tops overall, followed by uh, yeah. Red Bull, just because the Ferrari seems to have really good, I don't know if it's just a really good, like, bottom-end torque. It accelerates really well coming out of the turns, has nice traction. Um, yeah. It seems to work really, really well. Uh, and the Renault seems fine, but, yeah, it, with only the two cars, it's a little bit tougher to judge. Um, I think they're all relative, you know, that they all seem to be in a pretty decent place it's not like yeah, last season they're, they're competitive you, yeah it's not like when you know when when mercedes came in with uh you know the 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 hamilton engine where it seems like at this point it's pretty clear that they were trying things in valtteri's engines to mm -hmm. try to get something together for hamilton and maybe something for this season because yeah. you know he used like seven engines and, you know, yeah. and and then Hamilton got that Brazil engine and was like, bro, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, 
and it was just a massive gap from Mercedes to everybody else. So that we're on pretty level playing field seems like with all four of the power units where nobody is wildly down on pace, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's gotta be difficult for the teams. They've, they've got that new fuel this year too. So Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know how much testing they would have done last year with it, um, you know, off the track. So um, I'm sure there's still a little bit of fine tuning and tweaking. I know they can't really make any engine upgrades. They can just do reliability upgrades. Um, So um, yeah, so you're, you're better off, you know, at this point, it's like, well, just build yourself a glass cannon because, you know, if you can make the power, you can, you can make changes to make it reliable. Right. Right. As Um, opposed to the other way around. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much, uh, that's pretty much it. I think we've gone on for about an hour and a half so far. Yeah. Um, it was a good race. Yeah. Yeah. It we was, would, a we would be a little bit more excited. Start to the season. Yeah. We, we would be a little bit more enthusiastic about it, but it is kind of late at night now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and right. I had a full work day today, but yes, yeah, no, I was, was, I really was hanging race. around with my children all day. So oh, that's, that's probably more energy draining than working. It's the same sort of thing. It may as well yeah. be work. Honestly, I'll go to work tomorrow and just be driving around in my truck all day, mm-hmm. and that'll that'll be easier. <laughs> oh, there you go. You know, um, are you working on anything? Oh, we got the the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kurt and I are are working on on um, a new series for the channel now with the uh, F one game. Um, I've got a few races recorded, and then just got to do a little bit of editing, and then have Kurt do some voiceovers, and then uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy it if you are into idiotic, stupid crap um, with uh, I mean, if you're listening driving this, in the background, yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think, I think people will like it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm well, aside from waiting for that so that mm-hmm. I can do the narration for that, I'm not working on anything at all. Um, okay. I've been painting uh, Warhammer figures. That's about it. Yeah. So, yeah. You told me that. The other yeah. Day. Well, I do finally have, uh, did I, tell you, I, I finally got a couch in this room. Did you? I did. Well, so uh, my my wife bought a uh, industrial sewing machine. Okay. And to fit it in her sewing room down the hall, she had to get rid of her couch. So I took the couch, which is a very nice couch. My cat is over here enjoying the couch right now. Um, yeah, I think I saw him. <laughs> yeah, I had to I had to cut the feet off of the couch to get it down the hallway here. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no. So now I have I have a couch, so I have a place to sit. Aside from you know the the chair I'm sitting in right now down here, which is nice, yeah. uh, a lot of a lot of housework type stuff that we have going on right now. So I just I I don't have time for uh, for any of the other stuff, and we're also starting to get busy at my job. So you know, yeah. so so I can give you guys updates on the on lumber delivery and whatnot. So a lot of wood, it's good stuff. Yeah, if you guys need any, just put it yeah. in the comment section. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Was, if you need anything, let me know. I'll just I'll. I'll drop it off. You don't have to pay for anything. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. If you leave a five-star review, I will bring you a full lift of two by fours. No questions <laughs> asked. Yeah. So the next race is. It's oh, it's next weekend. It's yeah. this week. Yeah. Oh, geez. All right. Yeah. Oh, it was a quick start to this. Oh, you're already over there, you know? Yeah. And then um, Australia two weeks later, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, hopefully we will uh, have another show for everybody next week. And then, yeah. uh, We'll have some other material out uh, before then. The editing oh, cool. is really time consuming. So I've been working on it for a while now. Nice. Well, there we go. So eventually we'll have something to make out of it. It's fine. 
Yeah. So, and hopefully uh, we'll record earlier next week. So we have yeah, a little bit more energy in the show. <laughs> it's, I think it's like a one o'clock race or something, isn't it? It's a little bit later in the day. It's weird. One. Wait, why is it saying 1 a.m.? Oh, that's the Australian one. Okay. Oh, all um, right. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait for that. Um, yeah, 1 p.m. Oh, I wonder if I can get out of work early next week. Maybe I can so actually catch it live. Yeah. yeah, one of the uh, well, certainly for the U.S. Grand Prix, we'll do our uh, our live watch along again. I think yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll do that for uh, for one of the other races coming up. Probably we'll not Australia. So we'll figure, we'll figure it something out. out. But yeah. Uh, anyway, guys, uh, thanks for listening or watching. If you're seeing this on YouTube, and yep. uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. All right. See you guys next week. All right, latest. Let me stop the recording okay. here.